You're listening to Direct and Unfiltered, leadership for the self-aware, the raw, and the authentic. I'm your host, Daniel Diaz-Bravo, and this is our co-host, Adam Hayes. What's going on, Adam? What's up, man? Long time, no talk. Yeah, number two here. Number two. Welcome back, everybody. So, uh, what do we say we're going to talk about? <laughs> um, we are going to be talking about entry-level uh, training techniques and ideas. For right. new new employees, this is going to be perfect for me because I'm actually um, just went through a little bit of a hiring process, right? So <clears throat> I've got a an intern that is going to be vying for a paid position that I have allocated for, um, but you know we're starting from from the basis, right? And so I, I again, Adam Hayes, I am in the event production industry. Um, private events is primarily weddings um, and other small events, right? So uh, I am looking to get my first full-time employee aside from just me running around like a chicken with my head cut off doing everything, wearing all the hats. So this person's going to need to be a utility person. Oh, hey, I think that it's also worth really quick pausing and saying, we talked a little bit about the Enneagram on the intro, but we didn't actually mention our numbers, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, we we should probably just go I ahead mean, and just real quick. We're both eights. Yeah. So if you hear us talking over each other a lot, and, well, we're and that's really, gonna happen, right? And probably a lot of disagreeing too. So. Yeah. Well, and um, we're we're not gonna sugarcoat anything, and you know, God hence forbid, the name. Well, and God forbid us be uh, explicit at all. You know, yeah. Fuck. Fuck you. <laughs> so. Um, well, well I, I think too, something, some, something to talk about is th- when we talk about these topics, I think it's in a general sense, mm-hmm. right? So just because you're in the entertainment industry and I'm in mortgages and somebody's a real estate agent or somebody's a financial advisor, these are general ideas and concepts that will still help you, right? you know, implement a new employee and training styles and things like that. Absolutely. I mean, it's if you've got a small business, well, I mean, if you're really anywhere, right? Even if you're in a large corporation and you get into a position where you're hiring people. I mean, well, really all things, right? We need to train, constantly training. I would imagine you, you're retraining employees on new techniques and things like that all the time, aren't you? Yeah, I think the training never stops in the business. I think that, hell, we did training this morning, right? Whether it was a phone call or the way that you emailed or... You know, what could I have said? What could I have done better? And I think that's a mentality that we have to go into um, and and help our employees change that mentality because we, number one, never want to be the best at anything. And after every single phone call, there's a lot of room for improvement. Right. So, so we're talking entry-level training techniques, which in my mind, the way I, I, when I hear that, what I think of is I have a brand new employee coming in for an entry-level position. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's exactly it. Perfect. So um, my first question, and again, because I am going to be dealing with this. I actually start tomorrow, you know, so we probably should have this conversation a while ago, but we're still doing it, right? So where do you determine where to start, man? I'm thinking about everything I've got to do, like all the things I want this person to be capable of. How do you determine what what square one is? Man, so... 
I think you start, me personally, you start off by understanding what kind of person that is, what, what kind of person and training style that person has, because I'm visual, some are audio, right? Um, and so you really got to identify where that person lies in the training, right? Because if they're audio and all you're doing is running the ship is what I call it, showing them click here, do this, do this, and all they're doing is watching you, they're never going to learn. You know what I mean? So if they learn by doing, you need to make sure you're letting them do it. Exactly. If that's how they learn, like I'm a very, I'm a doer. Mm -hmm. Like, let me click on it. Let me man the ship and you tell me what to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of showing them, like some people, you know, if you just show me how to do it, like, or I'm just listening to you talk on how to do it, I'm never going to learn that. You know, I'll struggle all day long. Do you have any specific tools for helping determine that? Do you just talk to them about their learning styles? I mean, we're not hiring high school kids for the most part. I'm not saying I would be opposed to it for certain jobs, but are you just going to say, hey, you know, you're an adult. How do you learn? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah, I think you asked the question, right? Um, And I think, you know, we talked a little bit about the disc and us getting into that, um, which will help you identify the the four levels of the disc. So the, the... decisiveness the um your i is like your your outgoing right um the s is the stability and the c is the the um, comprehension right like do you understand and very systematic so in the disc and we'll go into this but in the disc i'm a high d high i high c so i can be very outgoing and i'm very direct with the d but then I also want some kind of system and process, right? So I'm a checklist guy, right? It's just a roadmap. So for me to be able to, number one, communicate that with you, like how I'm taught, because otherwise you, you might just assume I'm a, a visual learner and like I'm not that, right? right. If yeah. you say, I'm going to let you learn the way you want to learn or whatever. But yeah, you, you just got to go back to that, man. Is like, hey, you got to ask the question, Right. How do you want to learn? How do you want to be trained? And that's important. How do, how do they want to be trained? Not how do I want to train them, mm-hmm. right? If you get into that process and, and there's, you know, at least I know for me, I want to, I want to establish, hey, I'm going, to, I'm going to teach you one way, okay? Do it my way, right? I need you to be able to do it my way like 100 you need to be able to to know exactly how i want things done and i think you and i are probably both very similar in that 100 but is there room for hey i'm all right with you know a few months down the road here where you've got it all down if you have your own process for doing something as long as the outcome is the same or are you just you're not you're not down for that just do it hey do it my way no, I'm very much so down for other people's advice and opinion on how to do things, right? My way is not the perfect way or it's not the only way, okay. but but there is a learning curve, right? There's this 90-day learning curve where people are, are in the fog. They're, they're just in the fog, right? You're not going to be, you're not going to understand until 90 days, right? That's when you start coming out of the fog. At that point when you can do that and you come out of those 90 days, then you can have the right to be like, hey, what if we do this, Right? Up until that point, you just don't know enough about it, right? Now, it's my job during those 90 days to tell you, hey, this is why we do it this way and only this way, 
Mm-hmm. And then when you get out of that 90 days, then you can start implementing your own uh, behaviors and your own like style, right? Your own charisma as an individual. Because I don't want you to sound like me, right? right. I sound like me. <laughs> I need you to sound like Adam, right? you know? But I think it's the roadmap, you know? Hey, we do it this way for a certain reason. We create a roadmap for somebody. I always tell people, hey, I'm giving you the, the Ferrari and the road, okay? And all you got to do is keep the Ferrari on the fucking road. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Right. Don't get out into the weeds. And I think that happens so often. Hey, like, what about like this? And it's like, that's awesome. I've already thought about that. Mm-hmm. And I do appreciate the, the thinking outside the box. But you need to get the Ferrari back on the road. Because right. right now you're about to hit that ditch. You know right. what I mean? Well, and I think that I think that that's something that we're both extremely similar on, and I think that does come back a little bit to the Enneagram Eight thing, right? We're we're very we think very quickly, and we act even faster on those thoughts, yeah. right? And so, um, I mean, actually, I would like for you to speak to that a little bit. When you're in a training situation, how do you how do you really control your gut impulse to maybe take a situation over that's a great learning situation? But hey, I can just get it done real quick. But you need you need that employee to learn how to do that. And let's just go up for you know for sake of argument, they're a doer learner. Like I need to do it. Like is there any any anything you say in your head? Is there anything that you know you utilize to kind of back off a little bit and and, and allow them that growth? So here's what I do, man. And this is my training style. And a lot of people would disagree with it and how I go about doing it. So I'm going to let you man the ship no matter what. And this is how I learn whether or not you're a visual learner or you're an audio person. Oh, okay. So I'm going to let you man the ship. I stand over your shoulder on purpose to put the pressure on. And what I'll do is I'll just ignore, I'm just watching people get all fucking clustered up and Twitter pated and God knows what the fuck's going on. And I literally will watch them go over the tab, for example, in a program five, six, seven times because they're so fucking flustered because I'm just standing over them. You know <laughs> okay. what I mean? And so really what I'm teaching them is if you do that to me and you're standing over my shoulder, <clears throat> I'm not speeding up. I'm not getting clustered. I'm not even I'm going to look back and be like, yo, you need to sit the fuck down and let me handle it at my own pace. I'll assure you it's going to get done, right. but it needs to be done at my pace, not at yours. And so what I'm teaching them to understand is like, hey, scan, be visual, right? Look at the screen and where are you at? Are you reading from left to right? Do you know where the fuck things are? But when you put them in that pressure situation, they don't think like that, you know? And so, and I am, I'll get on their ass and be like, Jesus Christ, it's like. So I got to ask this though now, let's let's pause for a second because you mentioned how you would respond if someone's standing over you. Have you ever had an employee that's an aggressive type that's responded that way? Like, hey, man, get off my shoulder. I'm going to figure I've, it out when I figure it out. I've never had that. I and, and I, I <laughs> hope. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. No, I've never had that, man. And honestly, there's times where I do wish that, yeah. you know, because that to me is just like, hey, I'm going to get this shit done. Like, that's confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone's fucking tripping over their the one tab, it's like, bro, it's the mortgage tab. Right. Right there. <laughs> Well, you know? and, and I think that it's worth saying that we're, man, we want a team of Adams. We want a team of Daniels. Right. That's fantasy, bro. Yeah. That's never going to happen. Yeah. And our expectations right? too high. Yeah. And well, and it's because of how quickly, you know, we process and then we act. Yeah. And so now we're in a, in a situation where 
why can't you do this as fast as me? I mean, yeah. I don't even care. I mean, you know, we've said this before. If I can get you to 80% of what I'm doing, that's money. Yeah. But a lot of times we're stuck with 50, right? Or we're stuck with, you know, um, um, something where someone's just not getting it and it's, we get, we're getting frustrated and we've got to, we've got to take, take a step back. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. That, that can be difficult. Super difficult. Super difficult. I'm like thinking all of these thoughts as I've gone through training now. And I'll tell you this too, like the way that I've done it hasn't probably isn't the best, mm-hmm. but my thing is I need you to learn it as fast as possible. And you need to be in these pressured situations to be in this industry because mm-hmm. it's so fast. You know, you'll be right. doing one thing now and then the next thing you're switching and then you're coming back to it. And like things are just all the time, 150 miles an hour. So I need you to learn how to be under pressure, you know. Now, here's the thing about it is when you do that, you got to then take a step back and be like, hey, what did you learn from that with the employee? Okay. No, go into that. I want to hear more about that. um, What are the biggest takeaways? You'll hear me say that a lot, right? Hey, what are the biggest takeaways on what what just happened, what I just watched? Right? And some people are going, well, like, oh, you know, you're watching on my shoulder and blah, 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 blah. Right. And, and what I'll do is I'll break it down so simple and just be like, no, the biggest takeaway is that like all you had to do was read from left to right. Start there. Start minimal. Right. That small thing of just like reading left to right on a screen as opposed to being like, oh, my fucking God, this guy's all over me and he's watching me and like I'm going to make all these mistakes. It's just getting focused, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and and identifying, hey, like if I'd have just done that, I would have found the mortgage tab that he asked me to click on the, the very next tab over. So when you're in a training situation, do you utilize teaching, like teach it back to me now? So I, I've i taught it to you. I've given you the reins. You've fumbled through it a few times. Um, I'm brand new now. It's it's your turn to teach me. And how do, how do, how do you go about that? Yeah, so my question, right, I will, I'll teach it and we'll train on it or whatever. And then I'll go back to it and be like, hey, bring me up to speed and, and tell me how you got to where you're at, right? Okay. So let's, let's go back real quick. So I have checklists for everything, right? Tools, and these, okay. yeah, these are the tools. So these are the checklists. Now, they've been a blessing and a curse because there's people that'll follow them to a T and if it's not on the checklist, well, it wasn't on the checklist. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck if it wasn't on the checklist. Like that's common sense. You should have just done that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause I can't put everything on a fucking checklist. There's not there. Every situation, there has to be flexibility for every situation. Cause there's unique situations out there that are, you, you know, I can't make a playbook of 12,000 pages. Exactly. Now what's on the checklist is 99% of what you needed to do. Those other little things you had to think outside on your own brain. Right. Right. So it's been a blessing and a curse to the, to the checklist because it's like, dude, all you got to do is follow it. But then if it's not on there, the employee's like, oh, I didn't learn. Right. Or I didn't know what to do there. And you know, so, so it's, it's, it's a, again, it's a blessing and a curse, but going back to that, it's like, okay, well walk me through the checklist, you know, and that's how they, they teach it back to me and I'll just watch them. And I already know, man, like I, I look at something and I just know where the, where there was a problem. But then I have them teach it back to me. You want you want them to walk you through their their thought process. Their thought process to that problem, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, at this point, they're that's what it is. They've come to you with a problem. I don't know how to move forward right. with this application or whatever it is. 
in your industry. Um, okay, cool. So checklists, checklists are a good tool. Do you have any other tools? I've heard you talk about flowcharts, and I actually have some things to say about that. But why don't you talk about yeah, so utilization <clears throat> of flowcharts? Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good point. So one of the things that I did was I actually had every person on our team create a flowchart for their process, and I had I had them take ownership of that, right? Because I wanted a certain way, but I wanted to understand how they're thinking through it. Okay, so you used it more as an understanding tool for yourself. How they're thinking through it, right? And then, it, honestly, it's kind of a great check for me to know how well I even taught them or trained them, too. Because if I look at their fucking flowchart and it's god-awful, not even close to what they're supposed to be doing, then that's on me as the owner, as a, you know, it's my fault, right? So that's a philosophy we have. If the employee fails, it's the manager's fault 100% of the time. Right. Right. If one of our employees fails, it's me. Right. That shit landed on me. I didn't train them right. I didn't coach them right. I didn't explain it right. The expectation wasn't set right. I mean, it's mm-hmm. all on me. Mm-hmm. To a point, right? And we'll talk about that, you know. We'll have to have a... Uh, Different dis- episode. <laughs> Disciplinary action yeah. podcast <laughs> yeah. episode slash, you know, at what point is it too much? Um, and I like that you said that. I mean, that's kind of a... You and I have both read a book called Extreme Ownership. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the main the main thing with that actually on that note, there's a section at the end of it where they, they talk about some things. And so what I'm hearing from you is you actually start out with really micromanaging. And I mean, people say that like it's this horrible thing initially, right? Like, Oh, if you micromanage the piss out of your staff, then, um, you know, you might as well just be doing it yourself, which I think there is something to that, but you're starting out with the training process and saying, um, I am going to micromanage you. I'm going to show you every little thing to do and how I want it done. And then after you get out of the fog, uh, right? So after I get out, after you get out of the fog, we're going to open things up and I'm going to, you know, let you go on your own and you're probably going to fail at some point and I'm here to help when you get to that point. But other than that, the reins are yours. Where do you see, you know, that, intersection happening and and how do you force yourself to step back because i know at least from my perspective there's a lot of times where i wind up doing other work that's extra work that i shouldn't be doing that i have someone to do just on i mean this is just on a like wedding daily basis at the end of the night well i can mop that bathroom way faster than this person let's just get out of here i'm gonna do it well no the reality is i probably should be debriefing myself on something that happened or Whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, talk about that. Yeah, so I just drew a little diagram here on what that micromanaging looks like. So as a manager, you know, you're micromanaging, you're going to start at the top, right? And as the 90 days go on, your micromanaging is going to go down, right? Okay. Well, the employee freedom to do as they wish is down at the bottom when we first start. Okay. And as the 90 days progress, um, you know, they're their their arrow goes to the top of the diagram which gives them more freedom so by the end of the 90 days this employee understands the process they're trained up and now they could start implementing their own personality into it their own things right now they could come back to me and be like hey this is what i'm seeing now in the process have you thought about that right Mm -hmm. chances are i probably have but it's good for them to have that openness to come with me with ideas you know? creative freedom creative freedom right you know? so and just to describe to the listeners because we don't have a camera maybe someday right 
we've got two arrows and they intersect um, at a certain point and they continue to spread away from each other uh, until you get to a, a, you know that 90 day mark line that you have. Um, so I would imagine that intersection point between micromanagement and freedom is probably a little nerve wracking for some employees because now they don't have you right over the shoulder to ask, you know, to answer questions and all those things. And now they've, they've hit a point where you've, you know, that's the point where you've, you, you've given up a lot of that micromanaging and they've been given more freedom. Um, are there any situations where, or, or can you talk about some situations like that? Where well, things have been good or bad or, you know, the, the truth is Adam, like at that point, if you've done your job, right as a manager and owner and CEO, you are confident in giving up the reins if you've done your job right. If they've paid attention and executed on everything that you've taught them to that point, that employee should never be, uh, should never feel or lack confidence. So any lack of confidence, you need to look back at your process and training. Correct. Correct. I need to look at two things. I need to look at myself and be like, yo, did I give it all? Did I show them absolutely everything? And if I did, I have to be honest with myself. If I did, then you didn't listen, right? As an employee, if you're still struggling, if you're still scared to do some of the things or whatever that might be. What if you've got an employee who does know it all, but they just, the confidence is really the only issue. So again, though, you implement things like, for example, and this is something new with our newest hire that I've done is like, hey, I'm we're gonna do I'm gonna do five, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have you watch me do five, um, and then I'm gonna watch you do five, and then you're gonna do five by yourself, and then I'm gonna come back and just be like, yes, 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 no, yes, 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 fix that, and then we're moving on. Okay, so a little graduated there. Yeah, slowly. So again, you have 90 days, right? Like if in 90 days I can't fucking train you or get you to operate at peak efficiency, I really should consider another job maybe at McDonald's, <laughs> right? And same for the employee. I mean, I could probably get you an application at McDonald's if you can't handle this, right? Because to me, it's like, hey, I've given you my time. I've given you my energy and I've been teaching you everything, right? So I've already expended all my energy and taught you everything you need to know. So is there any, is there any place for, um, yeah, I just had the word positive reinforcement. Is there any place for Cause you know, you and I, I can sit here and say, Daniel, man, Hey, you did a great job. And you look at me every time. Like, well, yeah, cool. That That's great. Thanks for the pat on the back. I don't need it. Right. But I feel like some personalities, really do need a little bit of that and that can actually build their confidence right it's very hard for us to issue that because we just feel like good you did the thing you're supposed to i don't what do you want me to do a about fucking it? cookie yeah right? that is a tough one for me and if i'm and of course this is all about being unfiltered and raw that has been one that over the last 45 days i've been learning more of because to me as you're right like that's just something that you should have done and why the fuck are, should i even have to pat you on the back right but if they're doing everything that you're training them on and they're executing on those things and they're seeing success and, you know, their business positives are, in, are good, then I've been practicing on like, hey, you're doing a great job, right? If I'm teaching you all this shit for 90 days and you didn't execute 
and then you know you do one thing right and you expect me to be like good job you're fucking out of your mind i'm not gonna do that you've, you've, you're, <laughs> right. you're like you had 90 fucking days to, to to get it right you know it's like um there was a situation where you know somebody was always late right and the one time they showed up on time oh but i showed up on time congratulations motherfucker you like you were supposed to do that the last 15 times right you know what i mean that that doesn't make sense like why would i congratulate you on the one time that you did it when you were supposed to be doing it anyway right so that is one of my you know my greatest room for improvement is understanding that right and being more empathetic on those things and like identifying hey they need they need some recognition right i don't need it ever right I mean, it's nice. When Proof you, is in the pudding for me and you. Yep, it's action, right? We're making money. The company's doing well. We're going places. Yep. Then great. Let's keep going. But there are employees like that need the recognition and uh, the award, you know? Well, and the it's reward. a confidence boost, right? Now now maybe they second-guess themselves a little bit less, right? A little bit less and a little bit less. And then all of a sudden you've got a peak-performing employee with all the confidence. And you know. I think that I think this is probably something that we should talk about because if you have that and and I've never had that but I can imagine if you had that and that person came to you and said Daniel I need your time on this I'm I'm stumped oh dude I'm right there for you but you have the person who is constantly asking questions and you've retrained them over and over and over and it's like no man don't come to me you know this you need to you need to figure this if you don't know it, you need to figure it out on your own so you remember it at the very least but if you've got that confident efficient employee and they actually come to you, you know, I, I mean, I would think that that's like, Oh, sh- red flag. We need to get over there and handle this real quick. Cause if they don't know it and they're, they're one of my best now, you know, I mean, is that, is that true? Dude, yeah, you know no, you're that? right. You, you're dude. No, you're, you're spot on to that. It's, it's kind of like the, um, whatever white people say is the boy cried wolf or whatever. I don't know how the fucking term. <laughs> I don't know whatever whatever that how that goes. But like, hey, if if you're trained, like I've already trained you eight times on how to do this, mm-hmm. and now you're wasting my time. Right. You know what I mean. And I hate to say that as a CEO, but dude, at, at some point, you, you know, you do feel that way when people aren't, you know, operating at peak efficiency, and they're like, well, why are you asking questions on this, and how come that wasn't part of the ninety day uh, growth? Right. So then you got to ask yourself, okay, did I not train right? You know, because you do have to come back on yourself even a little bit. But if you if you can say, I I've already trained you on that, man, and I know we sat and we spent forty five minutes talking about this, and I I don't know, you know. Now, to that point, I'm not only training them on like techniques and like how to do the shit. I'm also training them on how to uh, use their resources. So you've got to have resources for your employees. You've got to tell them where to go. You know, who's your account executive? Who is Patty? Who is, you know, Mario, the pro or Patty, the processor and Mario are another LO, like use your resources, right? So that if I'm not available, you can go to those people, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's also part, that's also part of the process. It's not just teaching them how to fucking make a phone call. It's who do you go to when you're stuck? Because you can't come to me all the time, right? You know, problem solving, encouraging um, problem solving without constantly going to dad. Dad. Yeah, exactly. Dad, I can't figure this out. <laughs> yeah, dad. No, that's the truth, man. And a lot of people say, oh, you just, sometimes you just can't teach that. And the way that I look at life and my perspective on life is that everything can be taught. 
It's just what's the manner in which it's taught and are you open-minded to it? Yeah, what's the, are you receptive, right? Are you going to be receiving um, this? You know, when you say that, I kind of think about like, and I, I don't know nearly as much about the disc profile, but using certain tools to weigh people's strengths and weaknesses and all of that. I can tell you right now, the, uh, the, the girl that's getting ready to start for me, I know we're going to start with one of the things that's going to be hardest for her right out the gate. And I think it's going to be a huge confidence booster when when she gets into it. Um, but we're going to start making phone calls right away. Yeah. I asked. I was like, "Look, I know you've never had a sales job. I've know you've never done that. But how many calls have you made that aren't to people you know? You know, have you ever had something? Nope, not at all. And she's a little shy, but um, she's got a great personality, and I think she'll pick up on it quick. But you know how that is. I don't know if you remember your first sales call. Your hands are shaking, Fuck, hearts man. beating out of your chest, and it's just like you know. And we're not even doing cold calls for us. It's Warm. It's and that's one of those. I'm like, yeah, they gave us their information. Yeah. So they want to hear from us. So you don't even need to be that nervous about it. Right. Now, can people be jerks on the phone? Yeah, but you don't know. Them. I mean, you really don't know them right now. There's no Not recourse either. for it. So like, um, I think phone calls are a trait you have to learn in any business, whether you're just starting with a company or you're the CEO, right? Like I pride myself in phone calls. How good are you on the phone? Because that's that's the first connection that we have, you know? And it is nerve-wracking. I still get scared today, right? People are like, oh, you just you must be so good. Now, fuck that, dude. I get scared every single time I make a phone call. But I still do them because I know what I'm... I know my purpose. Right. You know? And, and starting off with uh, phone calls for a beginning employee, like, they have to learn that. If they can't do that or if they're not open-minded to that then you need to really reconsider, you know, if that's the right person on the right seat, on the right bus, heading in the right direction. Absolutely. You know, and, um, but if they're open-minded to learning and getting trained, you know, then they're worth keeping around, you know? Right. So, um, so having the process, right. Having the flow charts, we talked a little bit about the flow charts. Um, I have what's called the public or the performance based job description, where, you know, hey, this is my expectation in your role, right? Having those things outlined and having them sign that printed name and sign it in the date. Ooh, talk about that a little bit. So, you know, it's not necessarily a training tool, but we're, we're looking at, you know, being very open from the beginning. What is expected of you? Right? Yeah. And so like over the last 45 to 60 days, you know, we've had a lot of shifts in, in this position, you know, which you and I have talked about of, mm-hmm. of like, hey, this was the idea at first and then that switched. And it's like, and the, the main reason is like, I, I have a good operating system, right? It's, it's the operating system of acclaimed lending, kind of like Windows and Mac. That's an operating system for the computer. Well, I have a good operating system for acclaimed lending. And what I did is I, I went to go switch it thinking I could make it more fi- efficient. Mm-hmm. And what I did is I caused a lot more confusion into this person that just came in. Right. Because I changed up all this shit and was like really catering. Right. And it's like, well, that doesn't fucking make sense because we already know what works. Right. Or we wouldn't be where we are today. Right. right? So this is what I call the performance based job description. And it's for our loan partner. Right. Reports to the team leader prepared by the executive team, general duties and responsibilities and laying that out for them. And then having the minimum standards. Right. There's 14 minimum standards. And, you know, what the expectation is from us to the employee and then I have him sign it. And, and we 
when when they're not operating at peak efficiency, I'll bust this out and be like, hey, bring me up to speed. Tell me a little bit about where you are meeting these minimum standards, mm-hmm. right? Before you go to fire anybody, you know, like, you, hey, where are you at? Are you managing and updating the tracker? So, and I would imagine that every single time something like this happens, you take that full assessment, right? You, as, as the CEO of your company, you have to have that 30,000 look, right? Most that, of the time. That, that, that book, Extreme Ownership, talks about decentralized command, things going down and up the chain, right? Mm-hmm. So you you have to have that overall look. I would imagine you'd be like, if that, if that employee's being really honest, hey, I'm actually really struggling with this, you have to have that look not only at, okay, well, why on your end, but also why on my end are you failing in that one position? You know, right. that one thing. You're doing great on, the, you know, 13, but man, 14, you are just... I'm getting nothing from you. What do we need to do to change this? How do we mitigate this issue? And is that me as the CEO? Right. Did I train them on it or did I not? Right. Have we touched, have I spent some time with that employee on that part? Right. And see, and that's, you know, part of our thing is self-aware, you know, and a lot of CEOs and a lot of managers and they're, they're just not self-aware. They think, oh, well, they can't make a fucking phone call or they can't do this or they can't update the CRM and they, you know, all this other shit, putting blame on other people. When really is like, hey, well, did you actually spend an hour with them on how to, how to update your opportunity tracker? Right. Because if you did, then that's a different question why they're still struggling. Let's like internally look. Right. Like ask them, dig in deeper. But nine out of 10 times or oftentimes the manager's not going to look at that. Right. Be like, well, the fucking employee can't do it. Well, you didn't spend the time. Right. So that's that self-aware part of a leader, right. you know? So I think we're looking at basically identifying how they learn, uh, teaching that in a style that is very controlled. You know, I mean, I think we're both big on control, right? Um, but also having the, all right, you take the reins completely moment and, you know, here we go. So there's a lot of uh, balancing it sounds like going on with, with all of this. So just kind of all encompassing, you're going to learn how someone learns. You're going to do your best to teach them in that manner. And you're going to be right over their shoulder until, uh, you feel that you should be backing off of the gas on that and let them kind of take over. Right. And they'll let you know, they'll let you know whether they verbally say it or they're showing it or they're showing it. Okay. Oh, you know what, I man? I really like that. I mean, I need to make the, the job standards for this position that I've got coming in is real. Uh, I mean, it's open. I want someone who can do just about everything. It's my first employee, so it's like I want you to be able to fill in all these spots. I probably ought to narrow that down at least for the first month, huh? Yeah, I mean, I definitely get it detailed, right? You know what I mean? Or if you if you know if you have to create two positions, right? Like a graduated thing. Okay. So okay. this is what somebody in that stage should be doing, and then this, and then me. Right. What What does Adam do? Fucking, because Adam can do everything. Right. Right. That's the truth. You can do everything 150%. That's cute and everything, but you can't grow if you can't teach somebody Dude, that. Dude, 100%. You know? That is it, right? That is exactly where I'm at right now. And it, for me, it's hard to relinquish that and say, okay, hey, mm-hmm. this is now your responsibility. Yes, I can do it. Yes, I could probably do it better. I would never say, I don't need to even say that right. to them, but... I need to let you take control of that so I can go focus on getting business. So I can go focus on, you know, closing more weddings and whatever it is, look more venues, whatever the thing is, right? So 
Um, no, I think that that's money, dude. That's, that's fantastic. Um, the last thing too, man, is I debrief before anybody leaves at the end of the day, um, as we do a debrief. And so what I'm listening for though, is not just, Oh yeah, like I did this, you know, I made this phone call or I did this. I'm listening for things that really show or really telling me that it's starting to click, right? Hey, let's talk a little bit about your day. You know, what are, and and this is what I, I lead with positives. It's so easy for people to just, everyone's gonna be like, well, I did it. Nah, I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't even care about the negative shit. I want to debrief on everything positive, but we do debrief like, uh, how are you feeling about the business? That's how I start the conversation, right? Oh, I'm feeling good. I, I did this and I, I found where this was on the program. You know, things that are, you're listening for things that, hey, that's starting to click. You know what I mean? Right. And and being very aware of those things that they're saying. Not just, oh, I made this phone call and the guy said he had fucking 750 credit score and this, that, and the other. But at the end, it's like, okay, well, did we get him pre-qualified? Right. Oh, no, we didn't. Okay, well, why? <laughs> That's why you debrief, right? You want to identify that. Sounds like you kind of have a checklist for training too then. I mean, maybe not something you've written down, but in doing those debriefs, it kind of highlights, all right, hey, we got to go readdress this section of training, right? Yeah, dude, I'm, <clears throat> maybe I need to write this shit down. Maybe there needs to be a checklist for training, you know? And it and it might be too fluid for that though because everybody's different, right? Yeah, and that you go goes and back. Make, you go and make that checklist and then, and then it doesn't work for the next person because they got a different learning style, they got a different whatever. I think it's okay to say, hey... This is how I'm, I'm going to do this. Now, when you start to look into training other managers to train, you know, which is not entry level, right? We're getting a little beyond that. But when you start thinking about that, then maybe writing all that stuff down yeah. would probably be good. You know yeah. what I mean? And right now you're, you're primarily, you're, you're big way, you know, you got five employees now. Yeah. So you're to a point where that might be another step, dude. You know, you might need a manager and then have separate teams coming up here in the next couple of years when you're getting there. But yeah, yeah that's not what this is about. Um, cool, man. You got, I mean, you got anything else? No, I mean, that's that's really about it. Um, Perfect. Well, uh, hey, thank you guys for listening. Um, please share it if you enjoyed it. Uh, keep an eye out for our next podcast coming out. And um, we really en- enjoy you guys listening to us yak about this stuff yeah hopefully you guys are finding some good value in this and and it's helping you out whether it's in your personal life or in the business and we appreciate you listening in and if there's value if you guys find value to this you know be sure and uh, tell your neighbor um i am your host daniel diaz bravo and our co-host adam hayes thanks for being here guys yep talk to you later